What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> Brought to you by the power of the Journey into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast, the show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the Jimmy Chunks. Hey! Excellent! Fine. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, true believers? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. Today, it's Journey into Comics 332, Brando. I hope that's two. Yeah, 332. Three, three, okay, I, I didn't ask before we came live, so I was just like, I hope I got it right. Oh, shit. Anyways, I am the Podfather Nate. Today, joining me, welcome back yet again, co-host with the co-most. You guys know him and love him. Welcome back, Brando. How you doing, my friend? Doing all right. Uh been an interesting week at work um the automotive industry is having a, a bit of a slowdown if you will right now a certain certain parts do and uh i'm not i'm not at liberty to say why however uh we also at work we've been overmanned like really overmanned uh letting people go home like four or five people every day in fact in the area just adjacent to us. We used to be all one big group, but then they divided us in the middle. And so now we have separate uh, manning teams, and uh, and it's much easier to work through that for what's called coaxing or company excused. That, that, that pretty much means, do you want to go home? If you say yes, you leave. You don't get paid. doesn't count against you. You go about your day. There's been a guy in December. <laughs> he went out for covid he didn't have it, but he had to quarantine. So he was out for like two weeks. Then he came back the day before Christmas break. Got asked that day, do you want to go home? He said, hell yeah, bro. So then we we so we got to leave, or he got to leave, and I actually got to leave that day as well. Since that and day. Then he shut down. Then, then all shut down since that day, since the first day back, January 4th. It's been every day he's been going home. Every single day. How's he making a living, bro? Uh, the stock market. Oh. So I guess he took out like ten grand of his four hundred one k and invested it. I'm not sure if, if he's versely invested, but it seems like he put a lot of money in, into Tesla. And then just uh, about like so all throughout like December it went up, and then January it went up a lot. There was even a day where um, Elon Musk became the richest man in the world due to the, his the amount of money that he already had plus the stock worth and then a few days later uh, Bezos says "Mm -mm, not my neighborhood so but apparently 
Okay, dude told me he took out five grand to pay his to pay his bills and uh, to and to buy a ring for his girlfriend. Right? He made it all back in one day. Almost made six grand in one day. Now, also on your JIC stock tips section, did you see buy 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 sell sell sell? Tell you what, you need to be selling that GameStop shares because it reached an all-time company record high on Friday. Really? $74.74 per share. This time last year, it was $3. Wow. How is How are they building their stock so well? Well, uh, there's a lot of conjecture. They were stopped from trading <laughs> on, on Friday uh, but before the day was even over because it was such a big turnaround for them. Uh, it, it it could have been investors, st- uh, people uh, people who buy stock, uh, and 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 Reddit that were pushing the stock price up. We don't. I'm not really too sure about the ins and about, like the ins and outs of this workings. But no, it, it was all over Twitter that GameStop just and people are uh, people who know better is like don't confuse this for the the fact that the company is now saved. It is not saved. In fact, they're still doing as good as they were, which is not very well. Uh, for them closing as many stores as they've been closing. However, like if you if you bought a bunch of stocks at three dollars a piece last year, if you still have them, get rid of them, sell them now. Today, yesterday, sell them five hours ago. What are you doing? So, um, or they go down to fifty cents a share and they become Enron. Oh, oof. callback, callback, vicious callback. No, Nate, things are going good in my neighborhood. Looking to the future. Uh, more now than ever uh, due to the fact that we have plans as things that we want to accomplish over the next couple of years and we're looking at seeing as how seeing where we can do this and how and where and keeping our eye on a potential future employer uh, and it could really change my um, my 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 location for which I call home Severely change the location, severely change every aspect about my life, including my podcast life. I'm not saying I'm not going to podcast. Of course, I'm going to podcast, but it could change everything about scheduling because, Nate, if this happens, you're going to be on the East Coast. I'd be on the West Coast. That's okay. And so, no, like it would make scheduling a lot more difficult, but we're looking at that for the next couple of years, trying to make a big change do a big change and uh things are looking right now positive hey i I feel i feel the uh the upswing you know like we're punching the ceiling vibe because uh definitely have that come up feeling things are going swell Ya boy employee of the month for the first month of our our dispensary which was pretty awesome our dispensary is the highest selling mission dispensary in our company which is crazy uh, you know, competing with places like Boston and Ann Arbor and fucking all over the place. Uh, but anyways, I don't think that we'll have to worry too much, man. The, the universe is going to collide us together how it does. And uh, if if you're getting off work at four that time, that's only six my time. That's not too bad. I'll podcast. Well, you know, uh, well, uh, well, that it's a little bit different than that, isn't it? No, no, no! It's only a two-hour difference for me. Oh, are you on Central? No, that's right. Yeah. You're on Central. That's right. 
Yeah, I, fam. See, like I keep forgetting, like you, like like you moved further south, but you didn't move south enough. I'm still <laughs> on the north, north, south. <laughs> You're on the north, south end of the northwest. I'm the southest north you can be. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's only a two-hour difference, then it wouldn't be that bad. Uh, but, I mean, but it would suck for people, like, who we connect with who would still be an hour ahead of that, so I'd be three hours, like, again. Oh, it'd be JIC 50 all over again? Oh. Where we're fucking with multiple timelines across the entire timeline? How cool would it be if right if we end up making a podcast where we essentially podcast interview ourselves, but, like, Say like we record a podcast. No, don't tell anybody that we do it, right? Uh, say say we record it and, and we're interviewing ourselves, but we don't go back to answer the questions for like a hundred episodes. Oh, that's fucking awesome! So, so we just ask ourselves a bunch of random questions, and then we'll answer them later. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's almost kind of like the writing a letter to yourself uh, type deal, like when you're like in second grade and you read it when you're thirty and you go, "Wow, I was dumb," or like, "Wasn't I cute?" or something. Like, but now, but it, like, I know, like you'd be future tripping because then, um, like you would release the episode and it, and, it, and it would be your past self from a hundred episodes ago, at interviewing yourself presently and currently. So essentially, like, see, that sounds like a big project to do for like episode five hundred or something. <laughs> Trippy, timey, wimey. We should get on that now. It's right around the corner, Brando. <sighs> Isn't it? I mean, we're not too. We're too, We're about two fifty away from from oh or one fifty away from oh five hundred. I knew what my math was. I remember me. what the first one fifty felt like. We're about to one fifty again. We one fifty again. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're one fifteen again. <laughs> Lots of one fifteen going on in this parts. Absolutely. No, they did the world's looking pretty decent uh for the first time in a long time. Coming into um man, into twenty twenty one. it it there's aspects about it that still look just as bleak as ever. You know. Definitely. But, you know, twenty twenty was a hard year for everybody, myself and yourself included. Uh and coming into the new uh, realm, it, it's been pretty good for, on the majority for us. Um, Tyler's had a hell of a year so far, as, as he keeps saying. You know, he even says arguably 2020 was the best year of his life, but for different circumstances. But so far, he's hitting the ground running. So far, for me, I can't complain. Uh, it's been. Uh, I still don't have a PS5, so that's that still kind of sticks up my crawl. Same, me too. So. Um. Okay. So, like Friday, I got to come home early Friday, as in like I went there, and on my way to work, I'm like I don't want to go to work, <laughs> but I'm already driving to work, so it's kind of like, what do I do? Looks like I'm gonna keep going. So I took a PTO because we have they're asking every day. We have a bunch of extra people, as I said, and I and I believe we have a bunch of extra people due to the fact that. Uh, people go out. People go out for quarantine and for COVID-related stuff. So that way, we have enough enough manning or staffing, should I say, to um, to cover that, accommodate that. Yeah. So I, I I elected to go home. Mike elected to go home. Matt elected to go home. Uh, and see, I, since I used PTO, I got paid for it, so I could go home, chill out, and uh, I got to play Cyberpunk for the first time. 
I actually did buy Cyberpunk. Me and me and Tyler both bought Cyberpunk. Last week when we were waiting for you to get on, we were both like, I'm not buying this game for $60. And we didn't have to buy the game for $60 because last Monday when I got off and coaxed, <laughs> and so I only worked three days last week. It was awesome. Uh, it was on a one-day sale at Best Buy for 30 bucks, and you got the uh, Steelbook for free. Damn. And the I'm not I, I'm not sure about Tyler, but I know for me, both the game and the Steelbook ship from different places. Weird. So like my game shipped from uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois, and the game shipped from Indianapolis. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Kentucky. It, it went through it. It went through Indy. So I I have a really good mail day on Tuesday because I ordered it on Monday. Got the game on Tuesday. Great, you know, awesome. And I open up the steelbook, and there's a huge dent in it. Looked like it was elbow dropped from high up on, uh, on on high from Macho Man Randy Savage. Now I was saying the Rock, but in uh, upon further uh, reflection, it was a Macho elbow. Macho was the Rock was more flamboyant. Macho Man was accurate AF with this damn elbow. He never hurt a damn person with it, which is crazy when you're flying through the air. And, and, and he always made it look so snug. Anyway, no, be big dent. And, it, and, it, and it's dented so bad that it was, it's a struggle to open the case. Shit. Now, thankfully, my game is not in there. This isn't one of those. Uh, I have Persona 5 on Steelbook, and it, it just came with, in the Steelbook. I, I have no other extra case for it. You know, th- this is just an additive case like my MGS5 case or my FF7 um, case or whatever. They've also, I think they did that for uh, Assassin's Creed Three as well. Was another one that had that like yeah. multiple. Um, so I, I'm kind of like biffed about it, you know. I'm 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 a little I'm a little irritated. The game is fine. Or the game was fine, uh, you know, as far as its quality. Uh, but uh, but Wednesday I couldn't go to the store because I had to rush home because we did an episode of Rank 'Em All and then I had an episode of World Gaming Trade Show back to back. Literally, I only had ten minutes in between them. Yeah. Just hey, did some podcasting. <laughs> That's when those nights are long, but sometimes fruitful. No, dude, great, great show, great and, and great conversations. So different from each other too. That that's that, that's what was so great about it. But I'm like Thursday. I got to take this into Best Buy. Tell See, him what the fuck is up. So while I was recording with with, uh, with my buddy Jeremy on the World Gaming Trade Show, I get a I get a video from Tyler. And I, and I saw that he sent me something, but I didn't really see it uh, until after because I kind of forgot about it. I was in the middle of recording a show, and and and, and it's a video, so like, like I couldn't really pay attention to it. So like a couple of hours later, I, I'm like sitting out there in the living room, and I see a video, and he sent me a video. His steelbook, also shipped from Kentucky, is also damaged, except his is like broken in half. Whoa. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Somebody just have a bad day at the fucking Kentucky warehouse? Decided to fucking start destroying steelbooks? Fuck cyberpunk! Ah, Trump lost. Snap. Something. But, you know, my wife's like, maybe that's why they were free. They're just trying, they're just trying to get rid of these, these busted up um, uh, steelbooks. You know, it, it, it's, it's like those little videos you see on Facebook where the dudes in the, like, the forklift out, like, out in the warehouse... And he knocks over a whole 
like a whole rack full of stuff. The shelves, yeah. And the image domino and like all the steel books were there, and they're just all messed up. Although uh, I did hear a pretty cool um, uh, joke about Tyler's about him getting a Ghost of Tsushima edition. It was you know sliced right in half. <laughs> just <foul. laughs> and uh, that's clever. But uh, so Tyler sent me that video, and, and then I'm like, so then I had to get mine and show him. I'm like, hey, yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> so I said, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, like after I'm done with work, I'm, I'm going to go by Best Buy if you want to go. And he said, yeah, sure. So, so we met up at Best Buy, went into the customer service, and it was pretty painless, pretty painless. We got new steel books. They had three different steel books. I believe it was three or two online. It had three, but maybe in store, they only had two. Um, so the dude asked which one you wanted. He said, I don't care. It was the same here. Me and Tyler actually had two different steel books. And then he, he brought up two of the same ones that Tyler had. So I now have the same one that Tyler has, but, um, no, got, got our steel books, got home, was, was finally able to fire up the game on Friday. Cause I installed it on my PS4 pro for if anybody following this game, it has been an utter disaster among the fans' eyes, among gamers' eyes. The 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 cyberpunk Reddit went from hype machine to toxic, like wasteland. I have played the game now for probably about seven hours, eight hours, ish. Sure. And let me tell you what I've seen. I've only encountered one person, one NPC that was doing the T-pose. Okay. Okay. The game has run pretty fluid throughout my entire... I haven't had like hardly any frame drops. I've had a couple of weird instances of like... Uh, was unable to accelerate in a certain area. And I'm not sure if the game was preventing me from doing it, but I could back up just fine. Like, it's like I was pulling up on a motorcycle to go to this building. I went to go do something else while I waited instead of just skipping time so I could go do something and then come back. And when I I was going just fine until I got into this area where I would be going inside, and the game's like, you cannot accelerate. All right, cool. Uh, the game is mostly fine. I know that they they just released a big update for it this weekend, and that update actually can brick your game to where not okay not brick your console wrong word i'm sorry it is a game ending bug to where the game won't progress whoa um there there's a workaround to it i don't even know where that part is <laughs> my whole point of firing up the game on the ps4 pro was to literally see what all the all the commotion is about for 30 bucks if this is the worst game i've ever played in my mm. life it was only 30 bucks so far, I, I don't feel that way. Do I Do I think it is 100% a 10? No. I think that, that there's some things in there that, that, that kind of hold it back for me for that. The driving isn't what I want it to be. Um, sure. It feels weird and off. Like, it's almost... But, but, like, but it's made by a company who's never made a game that has a driving component. So Fair that's point. in the back of my brain, you know. It's a bit hard, it, you know. I'm still getting used to the flow of it and feel of it. Uh, the combat is fine, if not, I don't know, uh, a, a little jerky. But I, but I think that's because you, 
in the menu you could put this put weapon sway on the weapon or on the camera. Hmm. And I and I haven't tried putting on the camera, but I I'm but I'm getting a lock uh, again, I'm not a huge first person guy, so it's a little bit different jumping in sometimes in in into something like this. Um so far it's fine. And I'm intrigued into the story to see where we're going. The, the game is also just throws you in. You're just in there. You pick your background. You have like three backgrounds that you can choose. This game goes deep. Nate, you can yes, sir. You can choose what genitals you have. Wow. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So if you so desire, you can have either or. If you are a male, you can choose between two styles of units and three different sizes. Do you actually have to pick your cock size? It, it's an option. <laughs> you could turn nudity off too. Um, oh, that's funny. How uh, one thing I did notice that, like, first thing I did when I got back to the apartment was just like. All right, so does it does it actually show his naked? Yep, okay, taking off all the clothes shows his naked body, and then I went into the normal game and looked down, and he's wearing shorts. But in the menu, he was just he's just cocking balls out, just hanging, <laughs> he's hanging out, and I'm just like, that's interesting. Let me go take a shower in my shorts. Now let me go to bed in my shorts. And I see, I just wondered, like, like uh, I, I bet there's a PC mod to remove that. Where you're just free balling everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 people are playing the game just running around naked, and no one's saying a damn thing. <laughs> Cyberpunk nude edition. But uh, so far, so far it's all right, man. So far it's all right. Uh, it's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, you can craft new uh, stuff. Uh, bunch of weapons. Bunch of upgrades for uh, your cybernetics bunch of clothing options that are like have armor stats and uh leveling up different um you have different attributes but each attribute has perks in it up to three up to like up to three different perk sets for like different things that have sure. to do with that it's a lot man <laughs> like, it seems like it it is in depth uh and, and it's, it's it's very it's a very unique looking and feeling game because it, <clears throat> it <clears throat> that's that's the reason that that lured me to the game anyway is that it, it's not fantasy driven old time me, you know medieval it's not current you know that that that's what reason why I really fell in love with the Mass Effect trilogy so much because it was not any of that because you get a lot of that and you don't get a whole lot of sci-fi and that's one reason why I like cyberpunk same reason why I liked Red Dead you don't how many western stuff do you get not much. Not often. So therefore, it, it makes it very unique, uh, a, a, a unique place to escape to. So I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more. Uh, <laughs> I might encounter more uh, BS, but I'm also kind of expecting it. I I, I want to see it in, in this state right now, and I want to see it as, as they progress forward with it. And also, Nate, there was a there was an additive addition to getting the game now that both me and me and Tyler. Us, uh, you know, subscribe to because I think he got it for the Xbox, but we're okay. both going to be getting the next gen consoles at some point. He's going to get the, the Xbox first. I'm going to get the PlayStation first. On both, if you buy the PS4 copy right now and on and, and the Xbox, you get the next gen copy for free. 
Now, is that a physical copy or is that just an upgrade when your disc goes into the new system? It'll be an upgrade. So you have to use your original disc, but it'll <clears throat> but that'll allow you to play the PS5 version. And see, uh, I have no big problems with that because for me, when it comes to owning physical copies, I, I just bought a game last night on, on the Xbox because I had uh, Cyberpunk did a deal with Rockstar Energy Drinks where every Rockstar Energy Drink that you got... If you if you lift open the tab uh, on the back, you got a one dollar Xbox gift card. One dollar. So over the course of the last month, now see, like I believe it was like the, on New Year's Day, the sweepstakes was over, but you could still redeem them until the end of January, and you had to spend them by the end of January. So I had fifteen dollars. To, to spend. I almost got the re-release of uh, Scott Pilgrim because that's a great game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it the, the only thing that held me back from it is that uh, I already have the, the older game on my Xbox 360. If, if I ever lose that, then it's gone forever and then I will have to buy it. But the other game I was looking at, it was on sale. Uh, it was the re-release of Kingdoms of Amalar. Uh, and so I have that original game on the PS3, and now I have the, the the HD remaster for the Xbox One. And so, nice. When I get a chance, I'll I'll do that. And and with, and with that fifteen dollars off to get the remaster and the the like the, the DLC thing, it was like eighteen bucks. Dude, big come up. That's awesome. So <laughs> like that that's that's to deal with my physical collecting. If it's a game I already have in some form. I'm not literally always going to go out and try to find it unless it's a game I really love. Like Resident Evil, I have a lot of versions of Resident Evil 1. Way too many. And there's ones I don't have. However, um, when it came to doing the remake, Resident Evil remake and Resident Evil 0, right? That, I think there's a version of that on the PS4 and Xbox One. It's like a double pack. Well, um, I, I, I remember when remake came out, we didn't know if we were getting zero. They did a physical release only in Singapore for PS3, and I bought that. Then it was like two years later they released the double thing. Well, I'm not going to go out and buy the double thing. I've already got the PS3 one. So I end up waiting until cheap-ass sales, and I have both digital remake on PS4, zero on PS4, and, and it cost me less than 10 bucks to get both of them. Boom. So, like, hell yeah. I don't mind buying digital when it's something like that. Uh or like when I like it, when I buy the new WWE games, um, like b- back before like Ukes left, <laughs> I, I, I didn't buy two K twenty. But um, wait until the summertime, July, because the new games always launch in October. Well, I, I in July for thirty bucks you get the game with all the DLC. So that's when I you know I, I oh. think for for eighteen and nineteen I did that, and then for this past year I did that with MLB the, the show twenty. Um, bought that and had a lot of fun with this first time I ever played one. So there you go. Yeah, man. You know, it, it doesn't bug me for certain stuff, but if if it's something that I'm really looking forward to, odds are I'm gonna pre-order it and get a, and get a collector's edition, or or at least like for Cyberpunk's case, uh, I canceled that original pre-order. But in this case, I got something more. I got that steelbook, and it was and it wasn't that much of a big deal. But now we have talked for 27 minutes about how I'm doing. How are you doing, Nate? I'm doing fantastic. Um, as you can see behind me, the background has changed a little bit. I'm officially, V and I have moved into our, our new place. 
which does mean I need to RIP something that will no longer be on Journey into Comics. We will not be having a train of our existence ever again. So, fuck off, Hammond Train. You're a real <laughs> son of a bitch. I hated you. I'm so glad we're down here now. Um, moving has been a process. Working while moving has been a process. But, uh, no, all in all, man, we're doing solid. Uh, just, just trying to work through getting all this shit put away, organize, figure out where everything goes. Cause that's the, you know, the hardest part, obviously, but um, we're making this place our home. I can't wait. I said this in the group last night and I don't know when this is going to be. Cause I don't know when everybody else will end up being vaccinated or how that'll work. Or if we're vaccinated and you guys aren't, if that's cool, I don't know how the, I don't know what the world looks like in a month or a week or even fucking tomorrow as it were. So I am excited, though, for when the moment comes that all you fine folks who are I'm friends with can come and, and have a little celebration here um, and break the house in right because it's cool. It's very unique. This is a really cool, unique place, and uh, I'm excited to share that space with you guys. But uh, other than that, man, I've just been, like I said, working a lot, not been able to stay up a lot on a lot of the nerd stuff. Honestly, it was an effort, a really big consorted effort. I had to claw my way through mud and essentially waited until yesterday to to do this but i have finally 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 seen three episodes not just one not just two but the first three episodes of wandavision and um before we talk about wandavision i do need to say that i'm bummed tyler's not here mm-hmm. he has he had a migraine yesterday he's not feeling well he was down for the count so get better, buddy. We're thinking about you, obviously. Uh, would love to have this conversation with you here, but we're going to carry on for the sake of the show. Brando, what are your thoughts on WandaVision in more detail than what you gave us last week with your just the tip tip? <laughs> now that we're getting a little bit more insight, slightly more insight, as to what's going on. We still don't know what's going on. But we know that this is very Truman showy. They are they are locked up in a place. And it it really seems like even the people other people who are being held here are not aware of it. Most of them aren't. And what I mean by that is there there's a scene in the trailer that is future tripping where it's when vision is talking to the neighbor lady in a different Catherine Hall, Agnes in a different time frame where she, she goes, you're one of the Avengers. Are you, are you here to help us? And I'm like, okay, dude, in the, in the most recent episode, two of the neighbors were talking, having questions about uh, one of the other members of, 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 of this community, saying that she doesn't have a home. She has no family. She doesn't live anywhere. She's just here. Isn't that weird? And then we go back in to see, oh, she's gone because she said something to Wanda. See, like this whole thing is very trippy. And uh, 
there were things that I couldn't say on, on the last week's episode that are, are things that just stood out to me immediately. Like, boom, sword. Sword. Dude, sword in the first episode, sword is the first pop of color in the second episode. That was really incredible. The little drone just sitting in the bush. And I'm just like, oh, color. Color's happening. What's happening? What's about to happen, you know? And it seems like, you, you know, you kind of nailed that the, the, everything is not what it seems in this world. And a couple things I noticed is, uh, you know, initially I think we thought, Maybe Wanda's doing this to herself. Maybe she's just overwhelmed, you know, but she wasn't at a mental breaking point when she beat Thanos' ass on the on the battlefield after Vision had died and after five years had passed. And she really wasn't all that over the top crazy and losing her mind when we saw her talking with Hawkeye yeah. after Tony's funeral. So what if either this happens in the snap? During the snap, maybe. I don't know. But what I think is happening is Scarlet definitely went to this town to maybe see if something was happening, to see if she could solve a problem, see if she was something was going on. Maybe, you know, uh, Shiri told her that there was the way to bring Vision back if she went there. Who knows what the reasoning is, but there's badness afoot in this town that has everybody really um, – blinded and almost brainwashed into not realizing the truth and here's where i noticed immediately first episode vision at his job with the computational forms what do the forms do well they don't we just we we just productivity is up 300 since you joined us because you're a computing machine my first thought was whoever's doing this has like a blanket idea of how the world works but didn't put a lot of thought into it. Well, Vision, if he's going to be a house husband and love his wife, he's got to have a job. So let's give him this job. But we're not going to put any thought into what the job is, but he's a computer, so make him compute things. That's good enough. And it's just like thrown together, you know? So I, I'm really intrigued to see where we go for sure. That first episode, that episode and the third episode had the same kind of feel to me where it really stuck itself and married itself to this kind of episode it was trying to be, like the kind of old sitcom type episode. And and f forgive me if I'm wrong, those are the two that actually had live some live audience. I thought there were more than just two that were filmed in front of a live studio audience. Maybe we can R&D department that while we're riffing here. But, but the second uh, episode I do know have... they de Correct. The second episode, I didn't notice the laugh or, like, or, or, or the audience. First and third, I definitely did. And the first episode's kind of mimicked off a Dick Van Dyke show. Yep. And the it, third, obviously, Brady Bunch. Sure. Second uh, one is Bewitched. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like I'm trying it, to pin it as we go, like what they're mimicking. Well, because it's like the, the first one was so Dick Van Dyke. So Dick Van Dyke. And the second one, there was aspects of Dick Van, Dick Van Dyke in there as well, but it was more Bewitched because then the house looked different. It was because the first. The Even the camera shots looked different, yeah. more a little bit modernized. Slightly, because you had the first house that wasn't completely Dick Van Dyke house, but it was Dick Van Dyke house. The second house was more bewitched. Of course, the third house was more Brady Bunch. Even down to the Brady Bunch stair, staircase. Like, that that level of of dedication to set design here is just above and beyond 
setting the stage. But for the Dick Van Dyke thing that I liked the most was the was the independent uh, his and her beds. Because back then it was uh, it it wasn't very um, kosher to have show man and wife husband and wife to be sharing the same bed, and so back then it was separate. And it's, which always led me to the question of whose bed do they use? Oh, when they're banging, yeah, bro, they just either put them together or they just flop back and forth between the two. Oh, yours is too noisy. Let's jump back to mine for a time. Let's oh, see. Oh man, see so uh, that little space in the middle. I feel like you could get really creative. Oh, you could totally. There's all <laughs> kinds of bridge games that could be played there. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, no. no. Okay. So, like the second episode, um, him getting the chewing gum stuck in his gears that that cracked me up. The magic show and all that. <laughs> um, which I loved. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about that. The magic show was really cool because it was uh, both Scarlet and Vision openly using their powers in front of everybody, but it being done for the sake of magic, so no one really noticed. It was just the way they played it off was clever. He's like, first of all, he levitates, and I was like, oh, shit, like he can't fade, and then she makes the ropes, and the one that really got me, he's like, I'm going to do it, and he fucking put the hat through his stomach, and everyone was like, oh. and then she reveals the mirrors and that girl in the audience is just like, is that how mirrors work? And I <laughs> fucking died laughing. I was like, no, that's not how mirrors work at all. Um, but it was just, it was, it was so, these episodes are so good, man. They're so well done. In the third episode, the, uh, the, the, the part that got me was when Wanda started feeling contractions and, uh, well, first it was like false contractions, but it was still causing some like irregularities with the with the area, losing power and such. And that when uh, one of the neighbors, the guy with the mustache, his wife's like, "Do these earrings make me look fat?" And the lights cut off. He goes, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> oh, but then oh, like when funny. she's actually in labor, uh, like. The paintings on the wall are spinning. <laughs> Lights are flicking on and off. I thought that the, was hilarious. What is it? Gwendolyn? Is that her name? I think so. And, uh, the, G- uh, Geraldine. 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 I knew it was a G, but I couldn't remember. But Geraldine, yes. Okay, so uh, like. Shows up and is helping. and she. It, it's really weird, though, because she notices all this weird shit happening, but she didn't listen. And maybe this because you and I have a history of ghost hunting and shit, but I walk into a house, pregnant lady, spread eagle, about to have this baby, and there are paintings spinning on the wall. I am leaving and calling the exorcist and saying, go there. So what I like is that they call the doctor. Um, he said that she's four months along. I mean, this is before the contractions, or before she goes into labor. She says that she's four months along, but to them it was just last night. <laughs> So, like, there's all these jokes about, like, this is happening so suddenly. It's like, oh, well, it's perfectly normal, like, normal to, to to be nervous. He's like, he's like, but I'm not nervous. I have nerves of steel. <laughs> all these, uh, I, I, I'm really enjoying the level of, at which both Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen get to just break the rigid norms of their characters and get to have yes. fun with a lot of with a lot of the script 
with them being allowed to be funny, them being allowed to be punny, and all that they're in. Even to the point of like, ah, you know, baby will be here in like six months. I'm going on vacation. And like, but she goes into labor like that day. <laughs> uh, and he he speed runs to the doctor, takes the doctor away, brings the doctor to the house. It's already too late. The doctor's like joking about how fast they ran, but doesn't really make a big deal of it, which is so sitcom-y. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, it's almost like it doesn't register how fast they were actually going. He's just <laughs> like, "Wow, that seemed quick." Um, but then Wanda, who gets pregnant and get and has the babies within the day, two boys because they were arguing about names, Billy and Tommy, Billy and Tommy. And there were there were two of them, Green and Blue Ranger, <clears throat> Green and Blue Ranger. Uh, now of course Wanda was also a twin, and that's what brings it up. Uh, about uh, Quicksilver, P- you know, Pietro, and she brings, she says his name, and then that's. What I she- legit gasped. I legit went because <gasps> I was like, "Oh shit, we're about to pop off right now." Is he about to come through the fucking door? Like, well, we that heard that James Spader expected. came back to do something here, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you know, Geraldine's like, wasn't he, wasn't your brother killed by Ultron? And then name that, drop, name drop Ultron. Wanda's looking at her like, what did you say? And then she moves on just like how the series is done. Oh yeah. Well, babies are doing just fine. They like, and she goes, no, no, no. what do you say about my brother? And then that's when Vision comes in from talking to the neighbors who said that that Geraldine gal is very suspicious, doesn't have a family, doesn't have a place to live. She's just around. Come back in and she's gone. Oh, she left. Except she got pushed out of the whole town arena. Shoved into the sky. Out through the barrier that this that that that, that is around this town. And that that that's when we see uh, like military style vehicles show up. I have the feeling, huh? Possibly some shield, probably sword, more likely. I feel now. Now this is Brando's theory that sword has Wanda. They have Wanda, and they are doing experiments. Oh, and do you think that? Her defense mechanism is creating this false reality. Uh, no, I believe they are, they are creating this false reality. Oh, to see how she'll respond to it. Uh, you know, sword is something that is like designed to monitor uh, superhumans, and quite technically, technically, she is the strongest Avenger slash person on Earth. You know, when I say, I mean, Correct. It, when I say technically, I mean, uh, like she, she, she literally ripped Thanos apart with her powers. You know, she, she has the power to do that. Uh, the, the only thing is, she can't be ripping somebody apart and protect herself at the same time, so she's a little vulnerable. However, I, 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 I can see why somebody of that uh, nature would be of special interest to sword in that the, I don't know what they're trying to do to her I don't know because then there's the 
there was that radio broadcast. Wanda, who's doing this to you? Which I, I will say that was weird too. Let's talk about that for a second. The timing of the Wanda who's doing this to you initially, my thought was, is Vision reaching out to her because he's all getting fucked up on the gum because it was gunking him up and he didn't know how to react because initially he's like, ah, I'm trying to like fucking figure out what was going on or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's like trying to reach out to her and his power is so strong. It's going through the radio signals. That makes sense. And then, like, I really thought about it and I was like, no, they're asking who's doing this to you, this being the whole experience, the thing you're being put through. So I don't know, man. There's a lot of questions. And then here begs another question. And this is a question of questions. And then we're going to, we have a few things to talk about out of this question the commercials. Because you, if it, if swords to do with this, why is Hydra getting commercials? Uh, note that in, well, th- three technically. Well, uh, the first he, one was well, a Stark. Toaster. But the same actors, yeah, right. So, yeah. so I think it could be a subtle nod that not, things aren't as they seem. But I will say, with the first commercial, this was the reason I think it was a Stark Industry commercial. So they can say this one singular line, and it is a again a key in to the future. It said, "Forget your past. This is the future." Right? Stark Industries. Forget the past. Forget what Tony did. Forget everything that happened in the first 23 movies and the series that we got and Netflix and on NBC and all that. This is the future. What everything Marvel's going to do from here on out is not built on what was. It is built on what is now. And so, I love that little nod. So, and in addendum to what I said earlier, that shield was, no, not shield, I'm sorry, said that sword was doing this to her. I'm wondering if they did not have something to do with her creating this reality. And they set up the thing around it to study it. Could very well not be. to shut it down to study it. Okay. They, I mean, considering they are the sentient world observation and response department. And it makes it? me wonder because Geraldine is not actually Geraldine. Is she? No, it's obviously Monica Rambeau, right? Yes. I mean, we know that from casting that that's her. So QN. Yes. So what does she do? Is she, what she did by name dropping Ultron, is she working for Sword, or is she was she an infiltrator? Hmm. My thought is okay. So Monica has um. She has a future as a hero, and I can't for the life of me remember what her fucking hero name is. But it is, and it's, I think it starts with a P. Might be wrong there, but um, she, in my opinion, is the only being on Earth at this time powerful enough to go in and infiltrate. While everybody else is under the guise of whatever Wanda's doing, Geraldine actually is trying to feed real information to Wanda that will jog her back to reality because she is off track. She has been known as she she has been Captain Marvel. Technically, yes. Uh, and then um, she has been known as Photon. Photons, who I was thinking in of. the nineties, in in oh five, Pulsar, and in thirteen as Spectrum. Hmm. I think 
Photon or Spectrum are probably the most likely candidates for who they bring to the big screen, especially with 2013 being the most recent iteration of her. That's a lot of the stuff we're getting in the movies was from those runs, especially like the recasting of Thor. I mean, not really recasting, but, you know, Jane Foster taking up the mantle of Thor and uh, Falcon becoming Cap. All kind of were in the 2013 uh, Marvel Now uh, era. So her abilities are energy absorption, generation, and manipulation. Ability to travel to at speeds up to the speed of light while in her energy form. Confer her energy to any form of energy. Convert her body to any form of energy within the electromagnetic spectrum. And travel the energy through the vacuum of space. And also, intangibility. So, it could be interesting uh, because there's a reason why she has been put here and why she is going to be seen later. As you said, this isn't a mistake. This isn't just an Easter egg bringing the little girl forward into a into an like uh, into an adult in the present. Her well, you her- got to think she was a little girl in the early nineties. Yeah, so twenty and thirty some years, and then if she did or did not get blipped. There's a lot of little questions to how old sure. this character is actually going to be. Sure. Um, but then her her interaction with Captain Marvel ultimately has set her down a path that leads her into becoming who she is. Now, what I want to know going forward, because we know that there, 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 are, there are nine episodes of this show. We have the, the the Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, now Brady Bunch. We're getting an 80s. We're getting a 90s. We're getting a 2000s. And we're getting a modern. Then would that leave the final two episodes to not play in the world of television and instead to play in the Marvel world of more cinematic? I don't know, uh, to be honest with you. What I do know is that it looks like the 80s is going to be taking like Growing Pains style uh, is that going to be the Halloween episode? I don't know, to be honest with you. It might. It it looks like it would fit there but within the, yeah. with how the costumes look and everything. Uh, the 90s, probably more so Roseanne or something along those lines. Full House? Maybe Full House. Uh, That'd be just an interesting wink and a nod, you know? And then the 2000s, uh, possibly like Malcolm in the Middle. Late nineties. Actually, I know for a fact Malcolm in the Middle is what they're um, they're mimicking in in that era because I read a little article about it. It makes me wonder. I I remember one singular thing from Malcolm in the Middle, and that's when like the mom answers the door topless while, while she's doing laundry, and they're like, "Uh, just what? They're tits. <laughs> like like, what do you want?" So I wonder if, if Elizabeth Olsen is gonna answer the door topless on Disney Plus. I don't know. They had her in that pretty foxy outfit in that first episode. Well, yeah, and also she appeared an old boy with Josh Brolin, and they who and they have a sex scene together. Wait, Scarlet Witch bang Thanos? An old boy, but an old boy. She is his daughter, and, but they don't know it. Old boy's yeah. a messed up movie. <laughs> It's been a time since I saw the original. So, um, I mean, it's a good movie, but man, it's a it's it's a. Anyways, um, no, I, I feel the show has succeeded 
on two fronts. I feel like it has succeeded in in generating a buzz about what's going to happen. And also, this is why I'm kind of happy that we're getting this first and not Black Widow. Because this is like, coming out of Endgame, it's like, now what? And it's like this kooky weirdness coming from this with just enough sprinkles to let you know something is not right. There's something amiss here, and we don't know what it is, but we're going to find out. And that is what is really like, uh, really what I'm really liking about this. But also, that that fan of television, you know, I, I've watched television for all my life. I've watched Nick at Night when I was growing up. I saw all these shows that they're mimicking, and I really like their dedication to that. They're doing a really good job of that. And also, also the next door neighbor cutting his hedges, and he cuts through the the, the brick wall, a brick wall with it, and and just kind of ignores it. Vision's like, like Vision's like, hey, you kind of, kind of, kind of went a little overboard on the hedge trimmer there, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. See, uh, Tyler told me it's like this is awesome and it makes me uncomfortable to watch because the first episode, as we said, complete sitcom, a tribute to the old Dick Van Dykeness until during the dinner scene where the boss dude starts choking. Oh, that was super unsettling. And stop, then, it. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, my God. Yes. He's, like, dying, and you're just like, uh, what is happening And she is, here? like, a broken record. And then he phases into him, gets the food out to save him, and they continue like nothing ever happened. Yep. Yeah. It's that, it goes back to the sitcom kook. So like, well, I think it's time for us to go. Yeah. You showed me great promise here, boy. I'll be Your guests to you. are leaving now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the lobster door knocker. <laughs> because because she lost the lobster. Um, second episode was a little bit more um, of that not in-studio sitcom where they were on, like, they're outside a little bit more and doing something. But, the but uh, you know, I, I really like just a the flavor and flair of this show. And I'm really interested to see where we're going in the future. And also Feige hinted about how multiverseness could be affecting the MCU, not just for this trilogy of movies uh, or, or shows like WandaVision, Dr. Strange and Spider-Man, but is on the table for literally everything that they're doing going forward because they, they already did time travel. So the only other place to go is is, is is multiverse, and they already they already confirmed multiple timelines exist due to the fact that they went back in time. Loki the the Loki show is a show centered on the Loki that escaped, not 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 the Loki they got choked to fucking death by Thanos. Yes, so this is a different Loki. This is a Loki that didn't go through some of these character arcs that he went down. He he has now deviated. It also is interesting to note that even though it's not quite the same, and it it, it actually kind of is, though, Gamora has a similar path and story now. Yep. Where her character development's kind of out the window, and now Quill knows there's a side of her that loves him, but he has to figure out how to unlock. Like, there's a lot of cool, weird things they're going to be able to do with these almost character resets without being resets. Now, the interesting thing going forward is that we have WandaVision now, uh, Captain or Falcon and Winter Soldier, not Captain America, but Falcon, Winter Soldier uh, in March, right? Uh, now, now, this is just on the Marvel front. And then we have Black Widow in May, B. So, um, 
That was hilarious in May. <laughs> because the rumors are that that movie's going to get pushed back. Uh, now, the shows on, on, on Disney+, Plus, I don't really feel like they feel a need to push back because th- those are just stuff that we enjoy at home. But they want these films to, to, to gross a certain amount of money to offset the amount of money that, that, were, that was spent making them. And all this is speculative. They haven't announced anything, but that's been the... That's been the the uh, the mo with anything theater related with Marvel, they're not going to announce anything until they until they announce something. Meanwhile, there's a lot of conjecture, a lot of rumors, and on on the Sony front, they did move Morbius, which leads people to believe that they're moving Spider Man out of Christmas. You indicated before we started that that's not really possibly going to happen because it's Christmas themed. So therefore it makes sense to drop it around Christmas. And and I agree with you with that. And that may not happen. Well, I think that if you're, if you're Marvel and you just spend a fuck ton of money to ensure that you're filming in winter, yeah, you are telling people openly, it is a Christmas movie. This is going to be Marvel's first, like not Tony Stark, fucking Iron Man three subtly Christmas where there's just some hints of Christmas. Part of the story is going to involve the the uniqueness that is the Christmas time and the Christmas spirit. To take that and take it and say, let's put it in March, people aren't going to connect or resonate. It's a Spider-Man movie. People are going to love it, but it's not going to hit the same, and it's not going to get people talking the same. It's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, we just saw a Spider-Man movie that might also be the greatest Christmas story of all time. Like, what? How did they pull that off? But so, I think Marvel could do that. So Batman Returns was released in July, around around Fourth of July weekend, either right before or whatever, and it was and it's a Christmas set movie, so it can be done. The other part of it is, what if all these rumored cameos with Tobey Maguire and and Andy Garfield? What if this whole movie is literally uh, a Christmas Carol? Where the where where you have Toby and and then Andy playing different versions of Spider Man, which are like the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Well, you had well, you would have to bring Miles somebody to play Miles's future though. Sure, sure, which absolutely would be awesome. Or oh my God, Miguel O'Hara, holy fuck! Yep, that would be totally left field. No one expecting it. Yep. Oh, Spidey ninety nine is here, motherfuckers. Well, I mean, and see, and I've been saying that all along is that uh, as much as people want a live action, uh, uh, Miles. We, we we currently have two separate uh, things going on with Miles. We have the new video game verse, which that got put out, which did really great. Animated and we, into the Spider Verse, and we have and we have into the Spider Verse, which we're getting a sequel to. So therefore, while it's awesome, it would be awesome to get a live action. I would want to see more of a Miguel O'Hara. So as you were talking about Christmas, my mind went Christmas Carol. My gosh. <laughs> Coming like Scrooge, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> where he's visited by three different. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. And then it would be really, it'd be funny though, if it was more than just like, maybe it's not just the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, but like multiverse talking wise. And you could have really fun cameos. Like, how unique would it be if we actually got a live action Spider Ham, live action Spider Man Noir, live action Ben Riley, fucking Scarlet Spider would be. Fucking radical. I'm just saying, 
there's so many cool Spider-Mans and so many cool stories to tell. You're doing a multiverse story. It doesn't have to be limited to what's already been done. You can tease what's to come too and do it in such a clever manner because it is multiverse. You can. And see, that's why I think it would behoove them the best to do uh, Miguel for 2099 because if, if I'm Sony and I'm looking to capitalize the most off of the properties that I have the rights to, and we keep trying this, we keep trying that. And it wasn't until Marvel that now we are happy with the monetary gain that we're getting from it, but we kind of, we're kind of tied to them as well. So now we're like, well, let's do an animated thing. Well, that worked really well. It got a lot of praise. It won an Oscar. And it's like, good, awesome, good for us. And then we're starting to do Venom, and we're starting to do Morbius, and we're starting to, to, to spread out and utilize these other characters without 100% tying them to Spider-Man. Why not do, do 2099 Spider-Man out of left field? And that's another movie. You don't even have to share that dude with the MCU. And that'd be oh that'd be awesome. He could just have the one off in the movie, and then you could give him directly to Sony to have yeah and play in his own world. And how cool would it be too? As fans, you know, the first ghost shows up, and it's Tobey Maguire, and it's just like moment of like, what the fuck? It's you. It's it's this other Spider Man. He's like, yeah, man, I'm this old Spider Man from this different time or whatever. And he's a little bit beat up. Then we get the second one, and it's Andy Garfield, and he's a little bit more grizzled and a little bit more rugged. And then we're expecting. You know, who's going to be the third? And no one's going to plan for it to be Miguel. No one's going to see that blue suit drop down and just be like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. They're going to mark the fuck out because that's something from our childhoods that's never been attempted. Not on the big hell. I don't even think they've done an animated story with Miguel. I don't I I don't think so. Aside from him appearing briefly and into the Spider-Verse. I mean, I don't think he's really had any representation. And see. I would almost put Tobey Maguire as the more older and grizzled, everything gone wrong spider. I see him, and, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I see him in his trilogy of movies and how his, his last movie ended on a downer. It's true. And uh, if if I were writing it, I would have it to where his version of the character is the where his life goes completely wrong. It's on his shoulders that Aunt May was killed. On his shoulders, this happened to Mary Jane. His shoulders about what happened to Harry. It's like all the negative downsides about the implications of what happened to the people who are close to you if people find out who you are. Yes. The I negative, ex- of course, and it endings the, you know, uh, Far From Home with Peter Parker, Spider Man. And then them maybe trying to find a way to undo that. But, and like, this is the example. Of what can happen, and it's bad, and, and and you see him just just down, grizzled, depressed, miserable. But with great power comes great responsibility. He has to do it, and he would do anything to throw it all away, but he can't. So I have a question. My brain just went to like eleven. Toby Maguire, one of his last things in the movies was his interaction with Venom and what we thought was the complete decimation of that symbiote. What if it wasn't, though? And he brings it to this universe. And that's how. And that's how Eddie finds Tom Holland Spider-Man. Because it's like a beacon tracker. 
more than anything. The symbiote's like, wait a minute, there's more of me here. And I don't know how that makes sense. And it's foreign. It's not me. And then maybe he's like, oh, maybe that's the key to us being fucking super strong and unstoppable, you know? And maybe that's what actually corrupts him to be fully evil to turn on fucking Spider-Man. Well, see, what I like about that is it it lends... If that were the case, and, and we get black suit Spider-Man Tobey Maguire, which isn't the whole emo dancing thing, it is everything has gone wrong deal. Yes. And literally everything went... Everything was already challenging, but everything went wrong the moment he had that suit. And then it gets put on too. I don't know. It just no. I like that a lot. That and and, and then and then it goes into the next trilogy of of how the, the that that big rumor session we had a while ago about Holland having the suit going forward. Then you could do the crossover with Venom, have him appear in Venom, have Venom appear with him. They end up fighting each other, and then he gets the suit from from from, from Holland. He's like, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it," and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm used to this kind of you know, wackiness anyway. And Holland's just so glad and free to be done with it. And everything's just looking up for him. And then there is his best buddy, Ned is hobgoblin because of stuff he did and happened because of, yeah. So he still has to do it though. After him, it, it's, it's that Spider-Man story of him always having to deal with the ramifications of stuff that he does because of who he is and what he has to do. And it's, he always is putting out a fire yeah, and trying to solve a fire, but what he isn't realizing is, as he was running to stop fire A, three fires lit behind his ass. He is not aware of. Yeah, and then when he turns back around, he's got to now run to those fires, and it's a never-ending, constant battle. And that's what I think makes the character so relatable. Because not necessarily in life are we battling our best friends, turning into hobgoblins or whatever, but we are living life that throws unexpected curveballs frequently. Sure, and uh, you know, in terms of delaying this movie I did read the other day that Sony has now moved Uncharted back into February of next year 2022 yeah so uh, you know Holland filmed that first before starting on Spider-Man in in, in December so we've got to be getting close to them wrapping up production here within the next month on Spider-Man 3 so that's the case it makes me scratch my head a little bit and go Maybe, but that wouldn't be the first time that 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 that, that a movie shot after or before they uh, a current project was released. After that, wouldn't be the first time that that, that 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 has happened. And we are living in a very interesting time anyway, with the coronavirus and pandemic. When was Uncharted supposed to come out? Scheduled this year? It was yeah, but like yeah, October of this year, or something in the fall. Yeah. So. What if, and this is just my opinion, what if this is a decision and a move to move Uncharted? Not because of delays, not because of the COVID thing, nothing to do with anything except for they realize if they put Uncharted before Spider-Man and then Spider-Man comes out, Uncharted will be forgotten about. And if you do Spidey first, and let's and let's just totally undo everything we've talked about, all the rumors of Tom Holland continuing on. He doesn't. Let's say that this Spider-Man movie is his last, right? The fallout and the conversations of that are going to happen are going to go long enough that by the time you drop this Uncharted in February, people are going to be excited to see Tom and hopeful 
to see him in a new project that's going to keep him active in the acting community. Not to say that I think he's going to retire from Spider-Man, but I'm just saying it could be a factor factoring into why they would put Uncharted after. Or that there's just going to be such big implications from the Spider-Man movie that they're literally saying it, people are going to be talking about it for a while. And and when it is ready to cool off, we want to have Uncharted ready for them as opposed to having Uncharted gets hits for a month and then all the hype train for Spider-Man happens. All the hype for Spider-Man happens. People are talking about it for months and months and months. Uncharted drops on Blu-ray and DVD. It does okay. And then that's it. And then it lives a very short kind of life. I feel it may be part of your second explanation about, you know, Spider-Man comes out, does its thing. People are talking about Tom Holland. And then literally within like a month and a half of that being released, uh, you have another movie with Tom Holland that with him on top, so it keeps him in the zeitgeist. The other part of it that I was thinking of is that they moved Morbius back, and what they don't want to happen, since Morbius is this new, untested entity uh, within like a filmverse, that if they're going to move Morbius, they don't want to have it too close to what Uncharted, where Uncharted would have been. Because, it, like, like especially with the unknown variants of the current realm of movie going, how are theaters going to be in, in like come October of twenty twenty one? We don't know yet. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. And so they want Morbius to be able to make as much money as it's going to be able to make. And if it's too close, people might not be willing to go back to back to see movies all this because they might be still trying to limit their exposure of them getting out of the house. So they might be feeling like they have to choose. You know, well, there's Uncharted or Morbius. I'm gonna go see Uncharted. Now there's people who won't go see Morbius. But if if you have Morbius and then you have uh, Spider Man and then you have Uncharted with like a month break in between, well, that smells pretty good for Sony. But also Sony pushed uh, and, and now see those are just the encounters between one actor in a realm of superhero stuff. You know, Sony also pushed back Ghostbusters Afterlife into the fall. <sighs> it's not that fall. one hurts. I'm not mad about it to a point. Okay. Let, let me just say that. I get it. And I get why they're doing it because they don't want to just release everything digitally and just let it go. Um, I kind of wish they just would, <laughs> to be honest with you, because I feel, yes, it's going to make less money. Uh, but I think it's to a point where we or them need to kind of accept that. That even if we wait, it's going to make less money than what we even wanted it to in a normal circumstance before any of this happened. This, you know, when 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 Disney decided to release Mulan on Disney Plus and have it cost thirty bucks, I was critical of the fact that you had to pay for Disney Plus to even get the thirty dollar thing. I'm also the guy who paid like to get Bill and Ted on Vudu. I didn't, but I don't have to pay for Vudu. So I mean, if they decide to put Black Widow out. Like they did, because because all this all this started because the Black Widow possibly rumored getting moved, and Morbius did. And see, Morbius and, and Uncharted and Ghostbusters—that's Sony. 
This, this isn't Disney and Marvel. That, that That's them. Which is probably a reason why there's nothing been said about Spider-Man. Because even though that's a Sony-produced movie, they are in direct conjunction with Disney and have to kind of talk about that. If they're going to delay it, they pretty much probably within their negotiations had to say, hey, if we're going to have any sort of thing that's going to result in changing the release, you guys can't just make that decision and we need to be involved with it. Because this is a joint effort between keeping the continuity and flow of the MCU correct and letting Sony do their thing with their movies with it not being directly connected and still make some money off of it. It's complicated. And this whole past year has been complicated. I'm not opposed. I rented, uh, oh, oh, what was that? Trolls, too, last quarantine. La- last quarantine. Well, last quarantine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. La- uh, during the quarantine, we did it just as, to do something as a family, to watch a new movie, you know? And, uh, you know, I did buy Bill and Ted on Voodoo. Uh, I had no interest in Mulan to even want to buy it. But that's me. And it was also $30 for that, for something that is going to be made available on the app anyway. That's my big deal with that. It's a bit And also something that you could have spent $30 on to actually have a physical copy for. Yeah. And when it comes to Black Widow, I want to own the movie. I want to own the 4K movie within the collection. I don't want to have to pay for it twice. Correct. With with Bill and Ted, it wasn't wasn't that big of a deal uh, for me to own the movie. Because I'm now at a point within my buying movie buying stuff that it's it's movies that I'm just like my games, movies that I'm 100% dedicated to that I'm going to buy, and I'm not going to buy them twice. So, like the way that I see it, fellas, for the next year, and 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 there's going to be argument against this, and I completely understand your argument, and I don't disagree with you. So please, before people you know jump down my throat about this, uh, please just. Just, just hold those, you know, those torches and pitchforks. Let him share his fucking thoughts, Jesus, people. I feel that for for the movies that are coming out this year, if there's such uncertainty about the level of of safety for people, let's go ahead and release the movie on all three platforms at the same time: Blu-ray in theaters. Digital. And on digital platforms imminently. I love that because you know what? It allows everyone to make their choice mm-hmm. and say, if I want to own it digitally, I'll buy it digitally. If I want to own the physical copy and then go to the theater just to see the fucking movie and have that experience, I'm going to do it. You know, I love that idea. I think that's a really clever way to, to solve the problem. Uh, it, it, it's not a magic fix by any means, but I mean, it's just if if Black Widow gets pushed back again, everything Marvel gets pushed back. Everything. And they just started filming Thor Love and Thunder. So, like, productions are, are not slowing down. I mean, they, I mean, they're slowing down, but they are still moving forward, and we're not, like, having too many now shutdowns like we had early on, uh, like, into the pandemic or even co- co- coming into the fall. We're having less, less and less of that in we need to get these movies out even if they're not even if they're not filling up theaters because people are, are going to red box them they're going to rent them on digital they're going to buy them on digital they're going to buy the blu-rays i don't want theaters to die either i'm not saying that but 
in the moment in the lives that we're in, people need options. I have a thought. Oh, do you? Okay, so what is it? It's like what, twelve bucks to see a movie, fifteen bucks to see a movie? Yeah, depending on your location, yeah. Okay, so sure. What if they said, Hey, here's the deal. We had COVID, it just happened, it's a thing. We're gonna do this. You come to the theater, you spend thirty dollars for a ticket to see the movie. Okay. When you leave the movie, you get a copy of the Blu-ray of that movie as you leave the building. And then you get people to come in. They get to see the movie in the on the big screen. They spend the money on the drinks and the popcorn and the thing you want them to spend the money on to give the theater a chance to survive. It's not about helping Hollywood survive, right? Hollywood's got the money. They don't need to worry about it. How do we keep the actual theaters open? It's the concessions. Right. So you say, hey, we'll double down. You spend 30 bucks on a ticket. You come see this movie. When you're done, you'll have a Blu-ray or DVD if you choose. You know, not everybody has a Blu-ray player. You know, so they might they and they can make that an option. You know, buy your ticket, select which version you're gonna get when you leave. Come see us at the kiosk. We'll hand you a fucking little goodie bag. Or before, either way, you know, however the fuck you want to do it. You know, but you give them. You make sure that every ticket sold has something that's allocated for the person to get right there, so that way they get the copy, and then you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. I get what you're saying there because either way you're going to be had a loss and um, whether you're losing money from the theater or losing money from purchasing the movie or like, or uh, wherever, whenever these movies come out within this next calendar year, every last one of them is going to lose money. Every one of them. There's no way they can make money because the market is not going to return to how it was pre-COVID in an instant. It just can't happen. People are going to live with genuine fear that this thing is still going to be able to destroy our our entire world. So people are going to be cautious going back to the theater day one. I get that. People are going to be cautious after they've had their second vaccination to still go to the theater. I get that. Well, and see, okay, so like people getting vaccinated, remember this. It's like it doesn't stop you from getting sick. What it can do is stop, hopefully get you through it faster and have it not be lethal. So, granted, if I get the vaccine today and I'm vaccinated, I'm good. Hell yeah. If I come into contact with somebody who is positive or if I test positive myself, I still have to leave work and not get paid for it for up to two weeks. Even if my symptoms because of my vaccination don't lead me to have have very bad uh, symptoms or they're relatively minor or I, or they're bad enough but I don't get hospitalized because I got vaccinated and hopefully I get over it quicker and I'm able to come back to work after I don't have a fever and have a like a lapse of symptoms for x amount like a couple days cool so I wouldn't have to be out for a full two weeks if I get sick but if I but I'm, but but if I'm around a positive exposure now we're just waiting to see if I test positive or negative or if I'm going to develop. And the weirdness is is that if you do test positive and you get over it, you're allowed to come back. If you don't test positive if, or if you test negative and you're around a known positive, that's when you're out for a full two weeks. I, my, me and my family cannot afford that. No one's family can. So even if I get vaccinated and we're going to go to the theater to see a movie, I'm not dragging my kids to see the movie because if I don't get sick, if one of my kids gets sick, I have to go out for it. Absolutely. So it, it. So no, I am not rushing back to the theater, no matter how safe it could be, because 
I literally cannot afford the ramifications of a positive around me or a positive to myself. Vaccination or not. Thankful- what if movie theaters change totally? I just had a thought, huh. right? Yeah. What if movie theaters change to be more like press boxes where you had a giant room that's got like 50 boxes each press box costs X amount of money for four people to quote unquote rent, which is just you're buying your movie ticket. The movie times are normal. You know, maybe what they do is they say, look, your seating time is X. So we're going to start seating at X time. If you don't hit your seating time and are not with, here within 25 minutes, we have the right to, you know, pass your seats on to the next people that may want them or whatever. But then you could have people in literally a building with rooms safely kept within their own family bubbles uh, away from people. And maybe you could have like little like uh vending machine popcorn makers and shit for your concessions there that you just have people put their own money into, you know? A lot of that will... It, it, see, that puts a lot of then investment-wise moving forward on the theaters, which already have a lack of income. True. So, I mean... There, there's, there's not a likelihood we're going to have that happen. Spacing, your, your, your social distancing, and stuff like that. The wearing masks, other than eating or drinking, is going to be still a thing. I know Tyler has gone to a few movies safely uh, this year. Uh, uh, some of those were like uh, old movies or something like that. I just have no desire at any point in time for right now. Not until it's like, hey, we're past this thing. Let, let, let's get back to normal. We have less risk. It's been, it's been dropped down. When our entire globe can breathe that first sigh of relief that things are okay, that's when we'll start talking about actually going to theaters. But I don't see that happening. And I think that you know you said it just to kind of put a fine point on it. Movie theaters, not movie theaters, but movie companies, these people that are making and producing and releasing films, Hollywood as a whole, except you're not going to make the same kind of money you have been making, except that you're going to have to take a pay cut till things get back to normal. Because that's how it has to fucking happen. As of right now, the only movie from 2020, as far as I know, that did not get released, um, that still is possibly not going to be released a year after its release, is Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, because we, uh, you know, Tenet did come out, and you know, it's now out. Wonder to Woman buy. came out. Wonder Woman, yeah, has come out into theaters and Australia. And see here, you know, maybe what you could do. Is start making some deals if you're if you don't have like Warner Brothers has HBO Max they can put movies on, Disney has their thing that they can put stuff on. You know, Sony doesn't. I mean, Sony has Crackle. <laughs> no, I don't know about you. I don't have Crackle. Uh, I, crackle I, is crapple. I have had Crackle, and the only thing that I ever watched on it, I I I, I remember that was the only way when I was in a binge mode that I could find the first Star Trek motion picture. When I was watching all the Star Trek movies, uh, just because it happened to be on there, and then I mean it, but then you also have uh, CBS has their own thing, Viacom, and they're all on there. But like Sony, it make a deal with somebody, just call up Netflix, and hey, we're gonna release this if you pay us X amount of dollars. See that'll help you make some more money. Call up Hulu. Bingo. Call up Hulu. You know who owns Hulu? Disney. You know uh, you already have a partnership with Disney. Fuck. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, make you know, make some deals out there because you do, and, and you know, and that is that that also includes Peacock. That also includes 
uh, as I said, CBS All Access, and uh, as you know, even the uh, you know HBO Max, you know, you can do that too. Like, hey, if, get these companies who want content for people to come and subscribe to their thing. They're gonna pay you millions for it. It's not again. It's not the same as what you're gonna get, but we're gonna have losses anyway. So, um, you know, it's cold out there, Nate. Oh yeah, it is, man. If you're cold outside, Brando, I suggest you do one of two things. And what is it that I suggest you do? First of all, I think you need to wear your goddamn mittens and make sure your fingers, your fucking fingers, are warm. You might not need a ball cap, but you need to make sure your fingers are warm. Maybe with your fingers warm, you should go down to your local shawarma joint, grab yourself some delicious, tasty shawarma. I've never actually had shawarma, but I want to try really? it. Really? You would love it, dude. It's really good. <laughs> Don't know like, what it is, but I want to try it. <laughs> hey. Uh, no, man. Uh, the meme that blew up the world. I mean, we are in this thing where, look, I understand. There's a lot of people out there who aren't happy with the way things are going in our country. Um, There's a lot of people who are happy. That happens every single cycle. This isn't new, fellas and gals and anybody else. This isn't new. What is new is we had a level in which, man, I'm trying to think of the right word uh, to, to the right adjective where it it's not just lies it's abundance of lies the sizable lies and it started from the get go with alternative facts basically what it's one thing it it's one thing to to have politicians or associates of politicians lie to you in a press event you know that they're they're always going to be gearing towards a certain level of agenda. Okay. You know, I can accept that. But then it's the response to being called out. How do you do that? Nate, I, I saw something in my, in my memories that literally made me crackle. Not quite like Sony's crackle, but like it definitely made me crackle. And this was from four years ago and uh, it was from Return of the Jedi okay and it's Luke saying you told me Vader betrayed and murdered my father and it's Obi-Wan saying I gave alternative facts to that and Luke says the fuck did you just say (laughs) (laughs) the thing is guys the thing is, we're going to move forward. We're all moving forward. And the thing that everyone's talking about is some old dude sitting there trying to keep warm. <laughs> That's it. Bernie just was cold in the fucking inauguration, bro. Yeah. Uh, he's now selling shirts uh, with that image on them. And all proceeds go to Meals on Wheels, I think. That's awesome. For Vermont. So, um, no, we had to we had to jump in. We had to be a part of the thing. Like, we had to be like, oh, well, hey, we're cool too. We can do this. <laughs> we also referenced a movie that's fucking nine years old at this point. So that's cool. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know what? You sent me a picture of myself 
um, from 2005. And um, number one, it made me feel a little old because that is, in fact, like 16 years ago now. Yeah, we've lived our lives long enough that we've had our driver's licenses twice now. I, I believe I'm on, I'm on my third like driver's license because um, I remember my, my my original picture. Then my second picture was in like 2007 because I had to get another one when I, when I moved over here because um, I had to have an updated address on, on my license and all that stuff. You're kind of in that flux where you had your back and forth a lot to so – like maybe you didn't have to do it, but I did. And uh, so my second license has me with like this really long hair <laughs> and much thinner face. And then I see the picture on my third one and they started requiring you to like uh, no glasses, no smile. You're just like, dude, I look old and miserable <laughs> from the long haired picture to my to the most. And I'm like, I look like my parents. Oh my gosh, I look, I look middle aged and tired and sore. And I'm just like, why don't you want me with my glasses? Like, I have to. I'm required to wear these when I drive. Like, if if I hand the officer my license and he looks at me, he's like, you don't look right. This isn't you. Which is why I've actually heard of people doing like, they have like long hair, but they give themselves like the Hulk Hogan haircut with the big bald spot. And, the, and grow out a beard or like they shave the beard and then they just grow it all back so that way their license don't look anything like them just a mess of don't do that folks uh, that, that's probably not good um, no it'll probably make shit not worse, advocating but but uh, no I, I've been keeping relatively swarm sitting here because where I'm podcasting in my, in my bedroom I'm right over the vent and uh, relatively swarm you say relatively swarm and uh, let me just say that um I'm still wearing pants, but but I heavily debated not wearing any pants because you can't see me anyway. That's the magic of Zoom podcasting. Everybody out there, when they see pictures of us and we're sitting here talking and doing the show, literally we could be stark naked from the waist below, and they wouldn't even know unless one of us got up. Wait, got up how? <laughs> Gross. No. Um, that's all I got to talk about this week, Nate. I don't really have much. Uh, Bro, I think that as we move towards more WandaVision, we're going to find out more. It seems March is going to be pretty busy for the show with all the shit that's coming oh, out. Man. Probably Justice League, definitely Falcon Winter Soldier. Yep. Uh, WandaVision is going to be wrapping at the end of February. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on still, so I'm excited for it. I can't wait to get Ty back on the show and chat now folks before we get out of here as always check out the podcast and all the different podcasting platforms if you're listening you want to go to apple music amazon music pod bean stitcher radio spotify Castbox, tune in iheart radio google podcast and many others just search journey into comics network one feed is all you'll need it's a lot of cool shows on there a lot of history to go through and listen to a bunch of stuff we've done in the past and look forward to what's coming in the future. Always check us out on Facebook if you can. We got the video version of the show there for you to see us every Sunday night. 
or Monday. Sometimes we got to get it a little late, boy, just depending on how things go. Just give us a just give us a break. Damn it. Also go to YouTube. Check us out there. Subscribe, like, comment. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for liking, commenting or subscribing, whatever you've done or not done. Unless you're one of those stupid sex bots that keeps putting come like my link now on our fucking videos. I'm getting sick of that shit, motherfuckers. But that's going to do it this week, Brando, for Journey into Comics. Is there anything else you need to add before we roll? That'd be about it. All right. Well, for Journey into Comics 332 Schwarmittens, I've been Nate. And I've been Rando. And as always, pop your guys' caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys.